heart's desire when we pray. Holy Spirit, lift us higher when we pray. When we pray. When we pray. Let it not be for a season when we Wisdom and not reason when we pray. Let your name be our petition when we
the church. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I come before you, Lord, recognizing that you are supreme in authority. Your power is great in the heavens and the earth, and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men. Father, I boldly approach your throne yet again, this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride, the church. Your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of God, so let the church bear the greatest indictment. Because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature, all men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting, yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you confessing that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continued reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, a people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth, while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, we have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears. And through hypocrisy and double standards, our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. 
We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over to the cares of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortions, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemies, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go, choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin, as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the depth you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back, and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth. And through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance, his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross, and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you 
and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. But we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure, that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine, and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit, and demons operating as the angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God, and drive out the spirit of Antichrist. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth and that we drive out the spirit of Jezebel that teaches fornication, lust, and idolatry, that her curse, seduction, and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of Jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people. I ask, Lord, that the depths of Satan operating in the church be exposed and driven out in Jesus' name, that we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way, Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived. Let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men. That we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth, preaching the word in and out of season and making no provision for the flesh while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth, and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you. That we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints, as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. That we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given, pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord, 
I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day, and that nothing we have done is in vain, but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life. I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure until the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life, we give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says, obedience is better than sacrifice and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. 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 And good evening and welcome. And thank you for joining us once again on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible study hour oh, yeah. well we're going to be talking about behind the mask behind the mask oh, oh. Well, that sounds like it's going to be a good one tonight i tell you you know behind. the lord give us what we need to speak on and we have to do when he saved us amen sometimes it's not so pretty but that's just the way it is the lord said talk about it and we have to do just that so we're going to start off with in the Old Testament, Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 6. I'm going to be reading the Amplified Version. We'll give you a few minutes to kind of find that. And, uh, yes. So you'll be with us. Okay? Get your Bibles ready. Grab your Bibles. Go in the Old Testament, Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 6. So be not forward, self assertive and boastfully ambitious in the presence of the king, and stand not in the place of great men. Oh, amen. 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 Ah, did you get that? Don't be boastful. Don't, don't. In other words, in the New King James Version, it says, Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great. That's right. So God, God don't want you... Putting yourself out front. Don't brag on yourself. Don't, don't do all those things. Don't exert yourself above the king. And that's him now. When he said king, he is a king. That's right. He yeah. is a king. Don't, don't, don't put yourself above God. God is a jealous God. He's and see, we're going to start off talking about behind the dazzling serpent oh. who utters sweet words. Mm. And who seems so concerned with Eve's happiness hides the enemy who plots her death. Oh. Let's look in Genesis chapter 3, okay. verse 1 I'm... through 6. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 
through six. One through six, okay. Okay, I'm ready. I got it. Let's go. Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said you should not eat from every tree of the garden? No, he did. <laughs> Go ahead. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the tree of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, You should not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Mm. But the serpent said oh, okay. to the woman, You should not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of, of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity. Whoa. Now see, he said, knowing, knowing the difference, difference between, between good and what? Evil. Okay, now that tells you right that now. That she only knew good. That's that telling you right now, we know the difference between good and evil. And let me go to the sixth oh, verse. Okay, all right. I, you know, I get ready to get on it. And when the woman saw that the tree was good, suitable, pleasant for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in mm. order to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she gave some also to her husband, and he ate. So what happened was he disguised, he was disguised as an angel of light. An angel of light. That He can do that now. Satan prepares the most dangerous traps for humankind because he changes to angel of light. Just like he, he changed evil to good, makes it look good, make it look appetizing, mm -hmm. make you desire it. Warning. Now what does he do today? Yeah, he does the same thing today. And, and so, you know, I, I always love to use it. He'll take the finest man in the world and give you that appetite for him. Now he know that that man is riding to the bone. Exactly. And you will desire it. Now, same thing with a woman. Yeah, I'm giving saying both, both sex, men and women, and he knows that that man is riding to the bone, and he'll make you desire that man. That's right. And you want him. Oh, he looks good. Oh, I love him. He built so his eyes, his hair, everything about that man. You, well, that's he, what she did with the fruit. Well, that's why he told her not Look to eat. Look good, well, desire. That's the fruit to that's your the fruit. That's why God tell you. Watch your eyes, cover them eyes, protect them eyes, because you look Be at that. Be careful what your eyes see. Yeah, you look at that fruit, and you say, wow. It looks good. It looks good. It's it, good. It, it, it's built good. It's everything that you desire. But God is trying to warn you of all time. No, that, that's not for you. But you already know good and bad, because he said right here in his word, when you ate of that fruit, she then realized what was what evil was. She then realized what evil was. She already knew good. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
So that man looks so good that you don't even see the evil. Until it's too late. Until it's too late. So let's go to New Testament, 2 Corinthians. Okay, wait a minute, I got a second. Okay. The devil be busy, I tell you. All them old commercials jump up on my iPad or over there. Must. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Okay, second, okay. Chapter 11 and verse 14. All right, verse 14. And it is no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Just like we said, that's exactly what he did to Eve. That's what he's doing now. But, so let's go ahead. Okay, but yeah, he did. But the point was about Eve, got, what God got upset with Eve for, is that he had already told Eve. Mm -hmm. He had told Eve, and he, Adam and Eve. Yeah, they both, God both told them. So that was a decision that they made. Right. God had forewarned them. Not to eat of that tree. They had already been forewarned. But Eve went and listened to the enemy and let her let him talk her into doing what she had already knew was wrong. Let him talk her into eating off of a tree that God had already told her not to do. Disobey. This is where we have a problem today of being disobedient to God it started right there in the Garden of Eve Adam and Eve both now she already knew that God had told her all those trees she had to eat of why this why mess with that one why mess with because that one? the problem was she looked at it you know how we do today just like with kids you can tell them to have all those candy bars but don't mess with this one it's always the one that you can't have. You're going, hmm, I wonder how that one tastes. I can't have that one. Because you're deprived. <laughs> yeah, you're deprived of one that you can't not have. That's the one you, you want the most. You want. This is why uh, 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 robbery, adultery, uh, lying, everything comes about because it's something we can't have. I want that over there, so I'm going to steal it. Right. Because it's not yours. You got to have some. This is why God tells us to watch what our eyes see. Exactly. Because what you see, you desire. What you desire, you want. And what you want, you'll steal. Like even, it's even more dangerous and deceitful. It's self-pretense. Mm. When we claim to be what we are not. No. We end up cheating others oh. and even ourselves. Oh my goodness. So you there are different it. ways to deceive. Did you say say that again? It's even more dangerous and deceitful is self-pretension. When we claim to be what we are not, we end up cheating others and even ourselves. Now and we they they did a lot of that in Jesus' day. Are we doing a lot of that today? They did a lot of that in Jesus' day. And this is why the only New Testament exists. Mm -hmm. The old and the new came to let us know we need to cut out what they did in the old days, in the Old Testament, and we want to make it in heaven. We can't do what they did then. And we're doing the same thing today 
as they did then. And you know, just like you're saying, deceiving people, you know, one of the most common is through language. Yes, through See, language. See, you know, some of Proverbs, which we talked about the other day, deals with words, lying words, flattering words, pretty words that use nice sounds and wonderful sentiments to cover ugly thoughts and intentions. Yes. So we need to be careful not only about what we say to others, but about how we interpret what others say to us. Yes. God has spoke to us. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 10. Matthew 10 and verse 16. Okay, 10, 16. Got it there. So behold, I am sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves. Be wary and wise as a serpent and be innocent, harmless, guiltless, and without falsity as the doves. So, in other words, in the New King James, it said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Mm. Well, and you know how wow. wise the serpent was. He convinced Eve to sure disobey did. God. He did. So, that's wise. He's wise as a serpent. So, so we are among wolves. Yeah, we gotta be just as wise as a serpent. Yeah, we're among wolves. We got we're among people that uh, say they love you. We're among people that say they uh, love you, but they hate you. As that old song, I used to always love by the temptations. A smile is just a frown turned upside mm -hmm. down. And we live in a world with a, a whole. And these are uh, we're not talking about worldly people. We gotta mm -hmm. understand this. We're talking about the people in the church. We're talking about God's people. See, God is not talking to the world. We have to understand. God is talking to his people. People in the church. He's talking to his people. And we got so many people in the church that will smile in your face, give you a hug, give you a kiss, but will cut you up into mince meat. Mm -hmm. And God is talking to his people about the way that we're living. We need to change our way of living, our way of walking, our way of talking, and let the light of God shine through us. Because we're not setting an example for the world to see God in us at all. Exactly. Like we were talking about words, we got to be careful. We're going to go to Proverbs 25 and verse 2 and 3. Okay. The question is, what point is the author making, and how can we apply it to a broader situation? Proverbs chapter 25, uh, 25. 25, 2 and 3. 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. All right. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the glory of kings is to search out a thing. Mm, like and as that. the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the hearts and minds of kings are unsearchable. Wow. So what makes the glory of God different from the glory of kings is his mysterious nature. 
and by implication our human incapacity to fully understand him. Yes. So we can't fully understand God. No. Not with our infinite mind. We can't do it. We can't do it. This is why we need his mind. Let the mind that's in God. Let that mind, yep. Let this mind be in you that's also in that's Christ right. Jesus. That's right. Because without that, we, we would never understand God. We could never please him. We could never do anything for him. We're so happy. what that, that word means, conceals to hide. It is the glory of God to hide a thing. Mm-hmm. But the glory of kings is to search out a thing. Yeah, search out a thing. Which, no telling what they may come up with. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. the Hebrew word stir, S-T-R, conceal is to hide. From which comes our word mystery. It's often used in Hebrew scriptures to characterize what makes God the only true God. Mm. Let's look at Isaiah 45, 40, like 14 and 15. Isaiah chapter 45, okay. verse 14. 14 and 15, you say, right? 45, 14, and 15. Okay. Thus says the Lord, the labor and wealth of Egypt and the merchandise of Ethiopia and the Sabaean men, men of statue shall come over to you and they shall be yours. They shall follow you in chains of subjection to you. They shall come over and they shall fall down before you. They should make supplication to you, saying, Surely God is with you, and there is no other, no God besides him. Truly you are a God who hides himself, O God of Israel, the Savior. So there are things about God that we simply cannot understand. Right. He, he tells you that. He tells you that. We, we don't think as he do. We don't have the wisdom. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, my ways. Right. He he tells you all of that, Mm -hmm. that we cannot understand him. But allowing him to live in us Mm -hmm. and speak through us and guide us, the wisdom comes from him. His thoughts become our thoughts. That's right. His words become our words. By him living in us. That's where wisdom come from. And God said the world would know us and know that he lived in us by our fruits. Exactly. So that's how you know God living in a person by their fruits. And the fruits are right there in the Bible. Yep. There's no Indeed. doubt about if a person lived for God or not. You would know the fruits. A good tree cannot bear bad, bad fruits. Fruit and a bad and, tree cannot I, bear good fruit. And you'll know if they know Jesus by the fruit that they bear. Amen. You know, um, the fools as wise. Though not a recent fabrication, especially in the Western world, the ideal has taken hold in recent years that argues for the relative nature of truth. 
That is, what is truth for one person or one culture might not be true for another. While on one level, this is always correct. Some places drive on the right side of the road, others on the left. On another, it's dangerous error, especially in the more moral realm. Certain things are right and others are wrong. Regardless of where we live or our personal preference, in the end, we must always submit our views to the Word of God and the truths found there. God's Word must be our ultimate source for knowing right and wrong, good and evil. Very true. It's already been laid out for us. The right way is already been laid out. God's Word is the truth. God's Word is the light. It's the way we should live. Exactly. As we always say, what do Bible stand for? Biblical instruction before leaving Living earth. earth. Biblical instruction before leaving earth. Mm -hmm. That's the law. That's the rule. That's the way to go. There's no other way to look at it. So no matter your culture and what you do over here and what you do over there, when it's all said and done, we still have to look to the Word of God, all of us. That's right. The Word of God is the light for all of us. To lead us out of darkness into light. There's no other way, no other rule, no other book but the Bible. That's right. Let's look in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11 and 12. It'll be Proverbs chapter 26. 11 and 12. 11 and 12. As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Mm. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes and conceit? There is more hope for a self-confident fool than for him. Oh, that is deep. Wow. Is the Lord really put it on us. <laughs> see also, let's look at Judge chapter 21 and verse 22. Judges chapter 21. Okay. And verse 25. 21 and 25. All right. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Now, imagine what kind of world that would be if we all did what was right in our own eyes. And that's why we're looking at all these scriptures, because in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20, which is in the New Testament. What is that again? First Corinthians. Okay. First Corinthians chapter one and verse twenty. Okay. One and verse twenty. 20. Okay. Where is the wise man, the philosopher? Hmm. Where is the scribe, the scholar? Where is the investigator, the 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 law? Logician, the debater of this present time and age. Has not God shown up the nonsense and the folly of this world's wisdom? Mm. Also, read verse 21. For when the world with all its earthly wisdom failed to perceive and recognize and know God by means of its own philosophy, 
God in his wisdom was pleased through the foolishness of preaching salvation procured by Christ and to be had through him to save those who believed, who clung to and trust in and relied on him. Mm. So as we can see, this idea of doing what is right in one's own eyes is nothing new. They've been doing it for years. And they're still doing it. They're still doing it today. That's, that's the purpose of God's commandment, is to show us the right way to live, that the way we've been living and going is the wrong way. They've been doing it ever since the Old Testament. Exactly. I mean, in Moses' days, Noah's days, they was living and going by their own way. And God was trying to tell them as he's trying to tell us today. Look. Yeah, so we got to be careful of not doing what is right in our own eyes. It was just as wrong then as, as it is now. That's right. And we're, we're doing the same thing now as they was doing in Noah and Moses' days. They were living by their laws. The way they felt that they should live, that this is the way. As, as you remember, uh, when the uh, uh, the prostitute, mm -hmm. they said, uh, but Jesus, Moses' law said we should stone her to mm -hmm. death. And Jesus gently stooped down and wrote on the ground, well, who has no sin cast the first stone. When he looked up, there was no one. He said, my child, where is thou accusers? She said, I have none. So we'll go and sin no more. There you go to the show. Moses' law said they should stone her. Mm -hmm. And God's law said, hey, you have, you know, where is your accuser? Otherwise, if God was saying, some of those people that was ready to stone her, they probably had been with her. That night, That's right. and some other men had sinned as well. So why are you standing here wanting to stone her to death when none of you are perfect? You all have fell by the wayside. But that was Moses' law was to stone her to death. That's right. See? So as we could, as we have already seen, none of us understand everything. Right. In fact, we don't fully understand anything. We don't understand anything. We the Lord have told us that our hearts were so desperately wicked who could know it. We don't who could know it. So if our hearts are so desperately wicked that we don't know them, how can we know what's right? So and you know, and that's true, we all have areas where we need to grow and learn. Right. So we should always be open to the fact that we don't have all the answers. It's right. We don't have I know I don't have all the answers. The Lord's a man we that we don't. A man that knows everything knows nothing. knows nothing. So if you think you know everything, really you're ignorant. You don't know anything. But a man that has wisdom are willing to learn and willing to listen. Exactly. So in, in the case of fools, as seen in this proverb, the reason to be concerned is that the influence of their folly would go beyond themselves. They are now more convinced than ever of their wisdom. They will therefore repeat their folly. They may even be so convincing that others will think they are wise mm. and will honor them mm. So and consult them for advice, which can lead to a big problem. Yes. 
So when we we go to Proverbs, let's look at Proverbs twenty six oh, okay. and verse eight. May think that they're wise. Proverbs, Proverbs twenty six and verse eight. Verse eight. All right. Like he who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a self-confident fool. <laughs> oh, boy. My God. My God is good. I tell you. So, in other words, the wisdom comes from the Lord, and it comes from above. That's right. And every one of us need God's wisdom to guide us every day. Every no matter how long you've been going to church, no matter how long how you've been in the Word, still, there's still so much to learn. No, if you, even if you're in the Word of God, how long you've been going to church, without God guidance in His Word. Without mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. It's just like a blind man trying to find his way. Blind the, leading the blind? Yeah, and a blind man trying to find his way in daylight. Mm. Right. Okay. That's what. That's how it is. That's how it is. In God's word, a blind man trying to find his way in daylight. Exactly. If you don't have God leadership in this dark, world, in darkness is still. It's that's right. Darkness is still there. Even in daylight. Even in daylight. Amen. If you don't have God leadership and leading you in His word, you might as well be blind in broad daylight. And you know what? That is so true. But you know what? Folly will spread. But it can be labeled as wisdom. Thank you. So it can be that much more damaging. Furthermore, fools are so foolish that they are not aware of their own folly. There's a minister that I watched on TV. And this pastor is key. And every time he preached, after he preached a while, and he paused, he pray. always stopped and prayed. He always... He always asked, tell you to think. He always tell you to think. Mm -hmm. And then he always stopped and prayed between his sermons and asked the Lord to put the words... In, in, in his mouth. In his mouth. And he also asked you to pray... That the Lord put the words in his, in mouth. his mouth. That's a God-given ministry. That depends on the Lord to speak through him and not depend on himself. That's it. But he depends on the Lord to speak through him. That's, mm -hmm. a, wise, that's a wise man. And that goes for me, you, whoever, all of us. All of us mm -hmm. If we want God to use us, we have to ask God to speak the word. And him literally, we got to be humble so he can. Right. We must be humble. We must be obedient. We must listen. And we must do as we told. That's a man that God can use. Amen. All of God's men was uneducated men. Some of them were murderers. Whatever, but God picked those men because they had reached their lowest point in life, and, and God he was able to use them. And God could bring them up the way He wanted them to be. 
and he could lead them. They were not high-minded men, educated men, leaning on their degrees to get them to where they wanted to be. So we must be humble if we want God to use us. That's right. We got more to come your way. We're going to play a song, and we're going to come back with more Behind the Mask. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour.
when the Bible tells you a man to go work, he can't eat. And if he can't eat, he don't have no place to stay. He's lazy. He's worthy. I mean, he always won't pick a Bible up and read it. He's that lazy. Well, he's too lazy to bring the food back to his mouth. Yeah, so, I mean, thank you. <laughs> think about, just like he's saying, there is a line in a road. Okay. Therefore, it is wiser to stay at home and not to confront the danger. But by doing just that, we miss all the opportunity that life offers. We will never enjoy the beauty of the rose if we do not run the risk of being hurt by its thorns. That's, that's right. We will not be able to move forward if we are afraid of obstacles. People who do not dare to commit themselves will never taste the fullness of life. Never. That's very true. I mean, you, you got to step out sometime in life and take a chance. Yes, you do. I mean, even now then, you got to step out there and say, well, you know, here go, Lord. I got to meet this challenge. Yeah, Lord, I'm going out today. I'm going to meet this challenge. I'm going to take you with me. I don't know what's going to happen. You can't hide forever. Now, some people won't do anything. And so, you know what, let's look at some of the other imagery in those ver verses. Like he's saying, just as the door swings on its hinges, mm -hmm. but doesn't go anywhere, lazy people turn in their beds. <laughs> that is, they just change positions, but and don't go yeah, anywhere yeah, either. Yeah, they won't go nowhere. <laughs> and some people won't even change positions. They, they that, just lay there. They just lay there. And then in 15, the verse is even more startling. They can get their hands into a dish of food, but are too lazy to bring them back to feed themselves. That's right. But even worse in their intellectual laziness, their closed-mindedness and certainty about their own positions. Yes. Therefore, they will always be right, wiser than seven wise men, and will not be open to other views, perhaps wiser than their own. Those who think they have all the answers usually don't. Well, they usually don't have any. Exactly. That's all he's saying. They don't have any. That's what he's saying. I understand. That's exactly what he's saying. They don't have any. And that's, that, that's because they, you can only learn when you listen. That's right. You learn when you listen. Not because you know everything, but because you listen. That's what God is saying. Sometimes we need to listen and mm -hmm. talk. Sometimes we just need to sit back. But you can't hear God if you don't shut up. <laughs> he tell us to be still and know but, that I'm God. There you go. He said, be still. To know that I am God, be still. Shut up and listen. So you'll know that I am God. So sometimes we need to be quiet. And listen. And listen. You know, if we are more disappointed by our friends than by our enemies, it is because we expect good from our friends and evil from our enemies. Well, it doesn't always work out that way, does it? No. That's why Proverbs warns us that sometimes a friend behaves like an enemy and an enemy like a friend. Let's look at Proverbs 27, verse 5 and 6. Okay. Proverbs 27. Five verse root, 5 and 6. 27, verse 5. 5 and 6. Five and six. Well, you know, it's, uh, 
a strength sometimes you think a friend is a friend, but sometimes a friend is an enemy. Exactly. We're ready to talk about okay. that right All now. All right, let's read that then. Proverbs 27, verse 5 and 6 says, Open rebuke is better than love that is hidden. That's what Faithful I... are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are lavish and deceitful. Now, Love is not just about kisses and sweet words. Love will sometimes oblige us to rebuke our friend or our child. It can run the risk of appearing unpleasant, judgmental, and critical. We might even lose friends if we speak out. Yet, if we do not warn our friends about what they are doing, especially if it will bring them harm, then what kind of friend are we? Well, you know, I always tell you that. Mm -hmm. I always tell you it's better to tell people. But they may get angry, but at least you will tell them the truth. Open with and you. when something happened, they say, well, Robert told me, That's right. but I didn't listen. But I didn't now, listen. you're my wife. Would you rather for me to lie to you? No. Or would you rather for me to tell you the truth? I'd rather even for you it, to tell me the truth, even though I may get angry and I'm hurt, but I would rather for you to tell me the truth. That's what I'm, I would, too. I yes. wouldn't want you to lie to me. If you are my friend, there you, go. you wouldn't lie to me. You would tell me the truth, even though it would make me angry. You could leave and say, yeah, he's angry, but I didn't lie to him. Because he said, open rebuke. Is also a sign that our love is not built on illusion and pretension, but is based on truth and on trust. Because if I'm a Christian, I will look at God said a liar cannot carry in my sight. So I'm wanting to please God more than I am wanting you to be happy with me. That's right. So I want God to be pleased with me, so I'm not going to lie to you to make you happy. I'm mm -hmm. going to be honest with you to make Jesus Christ happy with me. I'm going right. to tell you the truth because God told me to not lie. Well, think about how we have to tell the truth to our children, and sometimes we have to whoop them, and it hurts us more than it hurt them. But if we did not do it, they'll grow up and the police will kill them or they'll run to their own death. Well, it's like this. I'd rather whoop my child from running across that street right. than not whoop him and he get hit and, and get killed. And, and I, I got to live with that because all I, I had to do I, was tell them the truth. All I had to do was do the right thing, spank him for running across that street and sitting there, oh, I hate to spank him. I, I just don't like spanking him. I don't want to spank him. I'm not going to spank him. But if he ran across there and get hit and get killed, then That's I can right. live with that. I can live with that. Him. The Bible says chastise your child. I know what the world says. The world says mock you. Well, the world the says, say? the world's, but the Lord says you have to suffer mm -hmm. for right. Yes. Let's look at, we're in Proverbs 27. Let's look at 17, verse 17. Okay. And Proverbs 17. 27. We got it. Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend to show rage or worthy purpose. 
So what can we be, what can be the effect of confrontation between friends? Well, just like you said, iron sharpens iron. So the image of iron sharpening iron suggests a reciprocal benefit. Friendship tested by true confrontation will improve not only the quality of the friendship, but also also stimulate and strengthen both personalities. The respective weapons will gain efficiency. So we will end up more equipped for our future struggles. People who take refuge in themselves and their own ideals only and never confront the the challenge of different views would not grow in knowledge or in character. That's right. You see, so we need each other to sharpen each other and help us to grow. Because if you if you're my friend, I may be angry, but see, God has a way to work on me that I'll come back and say, well, you know, Jane, I, I, I got angry with you because you told me the truth. But, All you right. know, I want, I want to come back. I want to apologize. Would you accept my apology? You told me the truth, and I want to thank you for being a true friend mm-hmm. and not lying to me. And you told me the truth, and I'm sorry that you've forgiven me. Uh, I really, really want to keep you as a friend because you are really a true friend. Now, that's what God going to put on my heart to do to come back to you and apologize to you because I was wrong because you were being a true friend. Now, if I'm a Christian, I'm going to do that because God's exactly. going to put on my heart to do that. And but see, then, what you do, what happens is when, when you have a person that rebuke, which is a good thing, yes. when you do it in a Christian way, then it helps that other individual strengthen and understand and help him to grow and realize, you know what, I need to change some things. Maybe yeah, I need, yeah, that, need to be careful right. what I'm doing, what I'm yeah, saying, how I'm right. acting. How, I need to be careful how I act and things I say and, and the way I say things, I say things the ugly way and, and I, I, I need to apologize for things. That's what happens mm-hmm. when you rebuke a person and they know that they rebuke in love, not uh, no other way that person not being really, judgmental or being criticized but you got but you got to be a Christian a Christian to understand that's correct you would rebuke in love mm-hmm. if you're not a Christian you're not going to understand see that's why God said you you don't understand my way mm-hmm. if you don't know me you that's won't true. understand the things and that's why he takes us through these trials. Right, it right. strengthens yeah. us in faith and love and long-suffering, right, right. self-control. Right, because if you don't, he has to build that character mm-hmm. in you. Yes, like, he does. Like him. So when somebody rebuke you in love, you, you understand. understand that's rebuke in love, not hate right. but love. See, because when you haven't been taken through this and that character build in you, that you won't understand that that person mm-hmm. loved you, he rebuked you, or she rebuked you in the love of Christ. Exactly. Okay. Amen. You know, we're going to finish reading. We started with 17. We're going to read down to 23. We, um, sorry about that. We're going to Proverbs 26. Okay. Forgive 20. me for that. Okay. Proverbs 26. And we're going to be reading in 17 through 23. 
Passing by stops to meddle with strife, and it's none of his business. It's like one who takes a dog by the ears, mm -hmm. like a madman who casts fire brands, arrows, and death. So is the man who deceives his neighbor and then says, Was I not joking? Oh, now you found a lot of people like that. Oh, did I say that? Or did I, did I do that? Oh, I didn't mean to do that. For lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisper, contention and cease, contention ceases. As coals are to hot embers, and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man to inflame strife. Mm. The words of a whisper or slander, like dainty morsels or words of sport. Oh, to some, God. but to others are like deadly wounds, and they can go down into the innermost parts of the body or of the victim's nature. Mm. Burning lips, uttering insincere words of love, and a wicked heart are like an earthing vessel covered with the scum thrown off from molten silver, making it appear to be solid silver. So... Proverbs, again, gets into the power of words. This time, it's dealing with the harm caused by slander and quarreling. That's right. So those who slander your enemy before your face to make you think they're on your side are really like charcoal. Yes. They feed the quarrel and lead you into the fire of more troubles. Mm. Likewise... Fervent lips, which sound so eloquent, can hide a wicked heart. The politician who wants to be elected, the salesman who wants to sell his wares, the playboy who wants to seduce a woman, uh, all of them know about the power of eloquence. Oh, yes. Yes, that's yeah, a wicked careful. man. That's a wicked person. I said, what did God tell you about those wicked people? Yeah, see, yeah. You should hit 24 with two ways. I just, and let's hit 24. He who, hates, he who hates pretends with his lips but stores up deceit within himself. Mm -hmm. So just, when he speaks I, yeah. kindly, do not trust him for seven abominations are in his heart. I was just reading them too. That's why I'm glad you hit those two. See, now, that, that's... The passage lesson is that we should be careful not to believe in every nice speech we hear. Mm -hmm. They can be dangerous precisely because they are nice. That's right. Some people are very good speakers. They can sound so persuasive, mm -hmm. so sincere, yes. and so caring yes. when inside something completely different is going on. Uh, well, you know what? That's scary. Not, not, not think about Satan. He said, surely, surely you will not die. You will, you will not die. He said that so smooth and subtle and, and sweet eloquent. and eloquent. Yes. He said, well, surely you will not die. You know, we've all been victims of people like this. Yes, yes. And who yes. hasn't had some point been guilty of doing the same thing? So yes. saying one thing to a person but thinking or feeling something completely different. 
So Proverbs here speaks strongly against this deceptiveness. Yes. So how we, we can be so deceitful. So that's why he said our heart is so desperately wicked who can know us. And that's why he tells us to watch as well as praise. That's right. So you have to watch as well as praise. So, you know, I, I don't know how many of us uh, remember Jim Jones? Mm -hmm. He was a minister. Took all uh, many, many brothers and sisters out there and slayed them, shot them down, shot them down. Made them drunk, drink Kool Aid with poison drink, in it. Yeah, made them drink Kool Aid with poison. He was a minister. Jim over Jones. three, over three hundred some people. He he done that too. But he was an eloquent speaker. He was an eloquent speaker. So persuasive words. Yes. So you gotta watch. And they, the Lord said they don't speak, speak according to his word. There is no, no light in, in them. them. So if you go to the Bible and you cannot see it in this word right here, you better cut them loose. Amen. Cut them loose. If you can't see it in God's word, you can't find it and read it, cut them loose. Leave them alone. And if, you know, you don't want to deceive people. You truly want to be transparent. Truly want to speak the truth at all times. Because what happens if you continue? See, words are powerful, and it's just like a boomerang. It comes right back at you. Well, you know, the Lord in God's word, He said, "You can either your mouth can either be a blessing." Or it can be a curse. Right. Brothers and sisters, I'm just saying. I want to be a blessing. I want to be a blessing. So watch what you say to people. And always speak life. Always speak life. Because you can use your mouth to speak life or death. You can curse someone or you can curse yourself. You read in the Bible back where the king... Uh, Is it uh, Pharaoh? Yeah, Pharaoh mm -hmm. cursed himself. He, the last... Uh, Word Moses told him, he said, a next curse will come, come, out from, your mouth. come out of your mouth. And it did. And it did. He told his soldiers to go and kill the first newborn boy, boy mm -hmm. sorry, that was born. Kill every boy that was born, born. Newborn. He only had one son. First and only. The first and only boy he had. And he told his soldiers to kill the firstborn boy in every family. So he cursed himself. His son had to be slaughtered because he only had one boy, and that was his only one, and that was his firstborn. So let that be a lesson to you. Watch what you say to people because you call yourself trying to curse them or cut them down, and you curse yourself by trying to curse them. So if you can't say something nice, the Bible say, say yay or nay. I'll leave that with you. We had a great study. Yes, enjoyed we enjoyed it. this study. We thank you for joining us. We're going to play a song, come back with closing comments, prayer, and also our email address. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. Just play it
Thought you were there all by yourself. Sometimes your own children won't even come and visit you. And your feeble body, it might have been racking all went back. I'm gonna tell you something. When the doctors all turn and walk away from you. Why do you want the job? He said, well, my mommy and daddy 
got killed in an accident when I was a little baby boy. They said, ain't nobody raised me but grandma. And he said, grandmama, I've got old. She's sick sometimes. She can't get up and cook nothing. Sometimes I have to help her out of the bed. Sometimes I have to walk her sometimes. Sometimes I have to walk her sometimes. He said, the reason I want a job, I want to help grandmama pay our bill. I said that to tell y'all young folks something. You ought to be glad. Some of y'all ain't never been hungry in your life. You ought to be glad. You ought to celebrate now. That's a thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, thank you. Oh, thank you. He's in the hospital. Song and the and spirits. I love it when you shake it. That's when the healing That's when the healing go. I tell you, Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us tonight, right here on LPJ sixty four, with Mister and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour, and we was talking about behind the mask. 
So the closing comment tonight is everything that Christians do should be as transparent as the sunlight. Truth of God, deception in every one of its mirrored forms is of Satan. It is not a light or any easy thing to speak the exact truth. We cannot speak the truth unless we know the truth. And how often preconceived opinions, mental bias, imperfect knowledge, errors of judgment prevent a right understanding of matters with which we have to do. We cannot speak the truth unless our minds are continually guided by God who is truth. Amen. 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 We just want to thank you all again for stopping in and in uh, this Bible study with us tonight. We enjoy having you. It is so yes, great that we have so, so many lovely people that enjoy the word. And it's Amen. so nice to be with you tonight. And may you may bless, be blessed for it. So right now we have a prayer right now. A mind to pray. Dear almighty and omnipotent God, our father, our creator and everlasting help. We humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. Remember, we come on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And you can always email us with Bible questions or prayer at R-O-B-T-G-I-N-A 50 at gmail.com. And we know we have a chat box, too. You can drop in on that chat box, chat with us, talk with us, and uh, just have a great time with the Lord's Word. So That's have a right. great night. Stay in His Word and yes. keep studying. And keep studying. Learn the Lord. Get to know Him. Build a relationship with Him. And uh, get to know who your Father is. Get to know how good He is. If you're obedient and follow His Word, you never go wrong. You never go wrong. Have a great night. Have a blessed night.